girl. Welcome to the Empower Her podcast, where we are all about taking purpose-driven action toward building lives we really freaking love. My name's Keisha, and I'm an entrepreneur obsessed with giving you actual tools to help take you from where you are now to where you want to go in your life, career, and relationships. And this podcast is all about real talk and having some fun as we share incredible stories, tips, and tricks to help us get out of our own way and unapologetically make some moves. So girlfriend, let's do the damn thing. Girl, I am so excited that you're here for today's episode. This is such a juicy, raw conversation. We have on one of my close girlfriends, Bridget Malley. She is also the founder of Gut Personal. And what's really cool is we had a podcast previously that I'll link in the show notes talking all about gut health and following your gut and your intuition. But today, I wanted to take a little different direction with the show. So we're actually talking about being really unapologetic about chasing your big dreams and vision, even when you have no idea how in the world you're going to get there and really trusting yourself, curating an environment of people around you that are supportive and conducive towards your growth. And also just a really raw conversation about the surrender seasons and how to give yourself radical compassion and grace. And this is a beautiful episode because of the fact that she's actually four weeks postpartum while we're recording this. And we're talking a lot about this anxiety that sometimes we have as women or this like the struggle of how we actually step into chasing our big dreams while also wanting to be present moms. And it's just a really important, relevant conversation that I think regardless of if you're a new mom or if you ever want to be a mom, that I think you're really going to connect with because of the fact that it's just so open and raw. So I know so many of you love those podcasts where it does really just feel like it's me chatting with a girlfriend. That's how you're going to feel with today's episode. I cannot wait to hear what you think. So without further ado, let's dive right in. Bridget. Oh, baby. I am so excited to have you back on the pod. Welcome, girl. Hello. I'm so excited, too. I'm just really looking forward to having a super juicy conversation with you about all things. And I know we just talked about this, but for context for people listening in, we're really good friends. We have a lot of conversations about money mindset and growth and being unapologetic about chasing your dreams and motherhood and trying to figure out how you can chase your big dreams while also wanting to be a present mom. And I just think like this time that we're recording this podcast in your life specifically is going to be super inspiring for a lot of people listening in because I also know how honest and open you'll be. So, okay, let's just set the scene here. At the time that we're recording this podcast, how many weeks postpartum are you? And what's your life like right now? (laughs) Yes. Okay. So this, this is happening at such a perfect time, like in the day. My four-week-old right now is downstairs with my husband screaming her head off, (laughs) and this is life, guys. So I'm four weeks, like literally yesterday. Um, God, it's such a a cool time because I'm watching this thing that was inside my belly that I was so excited about. And, you know, when we're recording this, you're how many? 31, yeah. 31. And so like... I remember being 31 weeks and like being so excited about this thing growing inside my belly. And then it actually comes out and you're like, oh my God, this is a freaking human. It has these emotions and it needs me all the time. And it's just, it's honestly hard to put into words right now. It's like such a cool time. And, um, and I'm up here in my home office growing the biz and saying, Hey, you can handle this. I've got to go do my thing for a little bit. And, um, that's also exciting because I can do both. Right. Which I definitely want to talk about that because for also, for those that don't know, you are the founder of gut personal and tell everybody what gut Mm -hmm. personal is if they're not familiar. And also I really want to talk about how you felt like knowing that you were going into the season of growing a human while simultaneously being in a huge upward trajectory of gut personal and like the fear and some of the anxiety or any of the emotions that came up leading up to that. And the reason why I'm asking is because there are a lot of women in this community that are entrepreneurial or they really care mm-hmm. about growing their careers, like even in the corporate world. And they have a lot of fear around how am I going to do both? And a lot of anxiety that's like, oh, I'll just, you know, I'll, I'll worry about getting pregnant next year, next year. I mean, I did that to mm-hmm. a certain degree. So 
tell them what yeah. gut personal is. And then I want to know about like how you felt knowing at this current stage with gut personal, there's so much upward trajectory that you made the decision of wanting to be a mom at this stage. Yeah. So I'm going to take you guys back to when I started gut yeah. personal. So that's actually when our first podcast came out, 11, 11, 21. I remember our first podcast together came out on the launch day, but about a year before then, I was a practitioner, so I'm a functional medicine dietitian. I started my business June 2020, like literally wasn't an entrepreneur before three years from now. So I want people to tune into that too, because like I haven't been an entrepreneur as long as you know you have. You've been an entrepreneur for freaking ever. So true. And so- yeah, I um I started my business June 2020 and I was just seeing clients one-on-one and I loved it. I was making a lot of money. You know, there was a lot of fear from other people about my jump into entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. And actually that's a big theme for me like throughout my entrepreneurial journey is like reflections from others and like kind of judgments mm-hmm. about my decisions when, you know, when I'm taking a big leap or when I'm doing something really big and it feels really good in my gut, then like it only, it can't not work out. Right. And so when I first started my business, I had like family members being like, it's at the beginning of the pandemic. Like, why are you doing this? Anyways, it worked out really well. You and I met in a mastermind that next year and that mastermind expanded me way beyond what I thought I could do. You know, I was a solo practitioner, you know, in entrepreneurship. And um, then our mentor, Chris, who you guys have heard on the podcast was like, you know, you're just a well-paid employee, you know, within your business, you should have a business to sell. And that's where this idea of gut personal became really real for me. Um, was I'm obsessed with supplements. I'm obsessed with gut health. I'm in- obsessed with women's empowerment yeah. and women feeling so good in their body. And I was like, okay, this is how I can help millions of people, not just hundreds. Yeah. And that's why I started Gut Personal. And it's been in this upward trajectory for a really long time. But another personal reason why I started Gut Personal was because I wanted a family. I didn't want to work so yeah. much. So that was my intention, you know, a year and a half ago, fast forward to, you know, nine months ago when I got pregnant and it was like this, we got pregnant way sooner than we thought. It was not really planned. And you were actually with me when I found out I was pregnant, (laughs) freaking wild. And I was like, okay, I I started Gut Personal for this exact reason. I wanted to be the CEO of a company, have a team, and then be able to eventually sell Gut Personal in five to seven years and have all this free time and all this wealth that I've built yeah. and be able to, you know, spend time, you know, how I want to and have like insane freedom. Yeah. And I think that's really important for people to hear too, is sometimes we get caught up in like the how and the beginning stage of something that we forget what yeah. we're gifting to a future version of us. And like you had a very clear vision of, you know, maybe you didn't know the mechanics and obviously there's so many problems and things that you've navigated growing gut personal, which we can get into, but like you couldn't have projected that path, but you knew like, I have this vision of how I want my life to feel and look like. So I'm willing to do the work now and work through all of the resistance and navigate all the problems and grow into the person that can actually do that. Because I I think it can be really difficult if we get so laser focused on the present moment that we don't have any sort of vision because it's really hard to work through the times when you you doubt yourself or other people are giving you feedback or they're saying, I don't know, Bridget, like, will that actually work out? Like, I get that you have this vision, but is it smart to do this? Like, maybe this is the more safe option. So how did it feel like you know, because there are some women listening right now that maybe they have a business or their career is like starting to take off and they're like feeling that momentum, which you were feeling with gut personal and then making this decision of, okay, mm-hmm. like now we're going to be open to starting our family. And, and I do think it's really important. You and I've talked about this is like, we're so sensitive to people that are struggling with infertility that might be listening in right now. And like, obviously my heart goes out and I've, I can speak for you too. Cause I know we've talked a lot about this to people that yeah. are in that season, but I also do think it's important to recognize that some of the work that you did on yourself proactively and understanding your body and your hormones and your yeah. gut health did contribute 
to you being healthy and being able to get pregnant. So can you speak to that a little bit too for anyone that's like, they're in that season where they need to prioritize their health because that's going to give them this opportunity to grow a family. Can you speak to that a little? Yeah, a thousand percent. I think that you know, we're in such a society of like quick fix, like, you know, taking the supplement that will get rid of your bloating tomorrow and um, we'll go to the doctor to get um, a medication. But like putting in the work for your health is exactly like putting in the work for your business. Mm -hmm. And I see so many women that have like all of these things they want to focus on, which is amazing. That's you and me, right? We're like, ba, 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 ba. But you and I also go all in on the things that we need to freaking do. You know what I mean? Like if our health is suffering, and I know you and I have both gone through this in the last couple of years where there was something that was off for us and we fixed it. We acknowledge, I think the awareness, the acknowledgement, and then taking action Mm -hmm. is so important with your health. But that, you know, that doesn't have to mean that you want to get pregnant at the end. It could mean that you want to just feel great in your body for the first time in your adult life. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think that's really important. And like you said, I mean, I've done hormone tests, gut tests for years leading up to this, oh, I just got pregnant like that. And people, well, and, and anyone can look at that too with like the business aspect of it is like sometimes because we live in this instant gratification, like Amazon prime culture, where sometimes we want to just put a label of like, oh, good for her. She just got pregnant really quickly. And obviously there is like so much gratitude for that. But at the same time, it's also like your business, your, this is your second business that you built. It didn't just happen overnight. Right. And it's like, we have to like recognize that that space before, whether Mm -hmm. that is being intentional about being aware about things that you want to fix in your health, whether it is to your point, getting pregnant, or it is just because you know, deep down that you deserve to feel really great in your body and you need the energy and you want to feel awesome. It's like, it's going to require some work leading up to that. So I want to talk about like the mental aspect of that. So, you know, Mm -hmm. you're building this business and you're starting to see like a lot of momentum with gut personal, and then you find out you're pregnant. Was there any aspect of like anxiety of how am I going to do both? The team is growing. Mm. I've got like all these employees that are responding to me. I've got all of these investors. Like what was that like behind closed doors? And if you did struggle with anxiety, Mm -hmm. like how did you manage that? Because I think that's a real question that a lot of people like have in the back of their head is like, crap, I'm going to handle this, right? Yeah. Gosh, that's such a good question. I don't think I really didn't have much of that anxiety of how am I going to do this? Because I I try less to think about the how. Mm -hmm. Like I always say I hire the right people for the how. I'm kind of that vision and that future and that like big thinking. I think honestly, the anxiety came for me in the last four weeks, which was Oh my God, I have a brand new baby, which by the way, she came out like a peanut. She's so small. <laughs> and I'm like, this little tiny human, like how how do I raise her? She needs me almost every hour. How do I raise her and do this now? So I didn't have anxiety being pregnant. Yeah. I actually was doing a lot, setting the business up for a lot, you know, before I had her two months before I had a team retreat. We planned out the whole rest of the year. And I said, here, you guys go do this. But then there's this very real aspect where when she came, I was like, okay, in four weeks I have to, and I get to do a podcast recording with Keisha. I get to do all of these different things, but that's where the anxiety started, where I don't feel as mentally clear as I did before <laughs> I had her. You know what I mean? Like, that's a very real thing. And and I hadn't like looked at daily sales in a yeah. while because I was in such trust. So what I'm working on right now, like currently going yeah. through, is how can I not have to do it all? And how can I just trust that my vision of selling up personal for $300 million yeah is going to happen. 
You know what I mean? So the trust piece is what's helping with the anxiety. So good. Okay. Let's talk about this theme throughout your pregnancy, throughout your childbirth, throughout your growing a business that you keep reminding me of, which is this concept of surrender in general. Okay. (laughs) Please. Because I do remember during your first trimester being on a group Zoom call with you when all of a sudden you turned your light or you turned your camera off and I texted you and I was like, where did you go? Because I knew you were pregnant and people didn't know yet. And I was like, are you people? What's going on, right? And I think that's when you really started to realize that maybe it wasn't the anxiety, but it was this new concept of, you know, you are someone who, you know, loves life and is so grateful and savoring the state. Like you and I have a lot of similarities of like how we think about Mm -hmm. life and how much we like just Mm -hmm. soak the juiciness out of it. But that being said, you're also really used to like, if shit needs to get done, I'm going to get it done. I'll push through. Like I I can push this monster truck tire up a hill. Like I can count on myself. Like a little bit of that, like, well, if it's going to get done, I know I can do it. And how did you, Mm -hmm. how did the surrender piece come up and how has that impacted? I want to know specifically your journey into motherhood, but also building a business Mm -hmm. and even like your relationships, like with your husband, Ryan, and like, how is this like surrender Mm thing coming up in all different areas? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, whoa. How much, how um, much time so, do we have here? No. <laughs> yeah. Ryan, do you want to join? Um, so I think in my first trimester, the surrender was really about receiving from others. Yeah. It was receiving from Ryan. Mm-hmm. Like I think there's this, you know, masculine feminine energy within a relationship. And us women as entrepreneurs, while like you and I are ultra masculine, yeah. right? In our businesses, we're not like the numbers yeah. girls in our businesses to a point. Right. We're kind of flowy. We lean into our gut. Um, in my relationship, I am probably the more like masculine, get shit done. Whereas I needed in my first trimester and right now yeah. to be able to receive support mm-hmm. and not be the mom martyr. The mom, I call her the back burner mom, who puts herself on the back burner, who has to do everything. I decided I I don't want to be that. You know what I mean? So I had to surrender and receive help, receive support from others. And I think that's really important, no matter what stage we are in our lives, that we're able to receive as well. So as far as like, knowing that there were a lot of things. Cause you know, even at the stage where you're like, you're feeling sick or obviously now like transitioning, like you have a tiny little human there you're responsible for. So your life is very different than it was prior to getting pregnant and prior to obviously becoming a mom. Do you like, where does that surrender and that grace come up? And how do you give yourself grace when like, say you have something scheduled and you're like, well, I can't actually do this at this time. Or like your brain is just like, Blah, because you didn't sleep last night, right? And you feel like a jello, like muffin brain. What? <laughs> how do you? Because I think there are a lot of women that need to learn that lesson, myself included. And we'll be talking yeah. about this when I have a baby too. But like, how do you yeah. give yourself like radical compassion and grace, even more than you did previously? You know, during that surrender yeah. season. I honestly don't think I figured that out yeah. yet. I think like giving myself. Grace, like this is something Ryan and I, my husband, talk about literally on a daily basis Mm -hmm. is not only giving ourselves grace, but giving each other grace where neither of us have been through this. And this can be applied not only as a new mom, but as a business owner. You know what I mean? Like giving each other grace because we we haven't been through this Mm -hmm. before. And I think with business, with starting my two businesses, I could outwork like what I didn't know. Yes. You know what I mean? I could push through. I could say, I can get this done. I can figure it out. I can Google it, YouTube it. And you can do that in motherhood and to a point when you're scaling a business. But then at some point, there's this, I call her the bitch in the back, <laughs> um, who's like saying that you're not doing good enough yeah. still. And um, while I don't strive for perfection, and that's like not the human that I am, if I'm screwing up, like, you know, well, a couple hours ago, I accidentally, um, gosh, I was putting her in the car seat and I like snipped her skin. Mm-hmm. And the emotion that I felt of, I just screwed yeah. up was so judgmental towards myself. Like, why can't you be a better yeah. mother? Why'd you just cl- clip her skin in the car seat? Like, you should have been more focused. 
I haven't had that much in business. So that's where it's showing up for me right now is in motherhood of like, you can do better. But I know a lot of people have that in business Mm -hmm. where we are trying to be so perfect and we're not having a lot of compassion or grace for ourselves. And um, I think we do have to go through it in order to give ourselves that grace. For sure. And I think that's really important to take for anyone listening. It's like, take this and like apply it to whatever aspect of your life that you know, you need to give yourself more grace because of course being a new mom or just trying to navigate a new season of life, like you just got a promotion and you feel like you have no idea what the hell you're doing yet, or you are starting Mm -hmm. a business for this first time. Or obviously, you know, like I work with tons of podcasters and it's like the pressure that you put on yourself to be quote unquote perfect was, which is completely up to everybody's interpretation. Nobody defines that the same way anyway, (laughs) but like the, the pressure of like, I need to get this right all the time. It's like it's suffocating. And it's interesting because you and I have both had this journey where, like, in entrepreneurship, it's like this default belief in our ability to figure things out. So, you and I both really don't stress about the how. And that's difficult for some people to understand because that is a Mm -hmm. big contributor, but it is going to pop up in somewhere, like in your life, where you feel insecure and like that mean that bitch in the back or whatever like starts talking to you where you're like what the like shut mm-hmm. up back there and it's and mm-hmm. it's it's a cool thing for you to be so open and transparent about because while it maybe it didn't come up in business it is coming up in these like tiny little things but if we don't catch it in real time that narrative then accidentally becomes a belief which then drives our ability to believe in what we're capable of doing as a mom as a wife as a sister as a friend as a business owner as a career whatever it doesn't matter and so I love that you're like open about that because it is really important to talk about, you know? Yeah. And I think what you and I, we, you and I keep giving each other parallels because we do, we live our lives quite similarly, Mm -hmm. right? And have a lot of the same beliefs, but like what we do really well is we don't sit in the egg. We allow ourselves to feel it. And, you know, maybe sometimes we out positive things, right? Like, but we allow ourselves to feel it. And then we say, okay, how can I take action on this? So for example, for me, like I'm acknowledging right now that like, I'm not in full grace and compassion for myself. I'm not in full trust with the business, which actually parallels to my life. Mm -hmm. So I hired a mentor who's helping me go through that. I don't just sit in it for months and months or years and years. Mm -hmm. And I think that's so important to acknowledge and then take action on these things because we could live years of our lives stewing in the shit of this one belief in ourselves. But like you can move through that. You don't have to hold on to that belief, but sometimes we do because it's comfort, right? Or it's an identity. And when it's an identity, that's when it's pretty damn hard to get yeah, rid of. It's it's anything following I am this, unless it's helpful yeah. <laughs> and conducive and supportive towards your growth and who you want to be. Um, mm-hmm. But it's interesting because when you do sub in those positive identity aspects, like I love to identify like I'm someone who has like high energy or I'm someone who figures things out or I'm resourceful. It's like those things can be really <laughs> beneficial, but it's like I don't want to label myself. Like there's a lot of women that will tell me I'm, I'm a people pleaser. And I'm like, no, you're not. You have people pleasing tendencies right now, maybe, but people pleaser means that you're making this a conditional statement as if you can't change it. Just like even someone saying, I'm not a morning person. Well, yeah, if you have a sleep deprived crying baby all night and it's the morning and you don't feel like awake, but that doesn't mean it's a conditional thing that you can't change. But one thing that has always really, that I've loved about you is you are unapologetic about like what it is that you want, even though Mm -hmm. there are a lot of people that do not understand it or might not believe in you or might not think it's the right path or they themselves might be accidentally projecting their limiting beliefs of what's possible. Mm -hmm. Like for example, let's not brush over the fact that you said, I want to sell gut personal for $300 million, right? If anyone didn't catch that $300 million, do I believe that you'll do it? (laughs) Hell yes. Cause you're not worried about the how of how you're going to get there, but how did you build that confidence? And for someone that lacks the confidence to call their shot on what they want, because they're so worried about what other people are going to think about it, or they're worried that someone's going to judge their ambition. Like how, how do you actually build the confidence to project that and say, this is yeah. what I'm, I'm owning it, you know? Yeah. Well, I think, you know, people think that it happens overnight, right? Like this confidence, this, oh, I'm going to sell for 300 million. But it's like this gradual everyday thing of pouring back into yourself, into your confidence cup and being like, 
I can do this. And you're taking small actions. And if I take small actions every day and I praise myself for them or I celebrate them, then I can do the bigger stuff. And so this like big, huge goal I've been pouring into for, I mean, a short period of time, which is relative, like a year and a half, but I've also like increased it. And so when I've increased that goal, like when I started Gut Personal, it was 130 million. And this number came to me in a meditation that I was doing at our mutual friend Courtney's house. And I was like, okay, it's 130 million. And then I was, you know, doing another meditation another day that it was 300. These numbers are coming, and this is something I really want people to hear. It's coming from within me. I'm not looking at someone else and saying, oh, that's her goal. I'm going to adopt her goal. And that's now my goal. Right. It's like, no, this like three, I feel a three in my gut. I feel that that's what's going to happen no matter what. Now the timeline might look a little different and that's like, right. My ego, I said, oh, I want to sell for 300 million in five to seven years. Well, shit, Bridget, you've never built a CPG company and it might happen in a different timeline, but that end goal, I will hit it. Like you said, you know, I'll hit it. Mm -hmm. So true. And that knowing is like something that I've built day after day after day. It's not just like, oh, I go to Empower Her Live, I set this goal, and then it's happening tomorrow, right? right? right. It's like, no, you have to create the space and the intention to pour back into yourself. Mm -hmm. And it really has to be pouring back into yourself. You know, you can have girlfriends like you and I who we go to each other to get inspiration from. And like the cheerleading from, but at the end of the day, I'm the person building gut personal to sell for 300 million. You're the person building this insane company, whether, you know, it's in all the things that you want to do, I'm not going to do it for you. So while I can cheer you on, yeah, like you got to do it. You got to take the action. You got to build that vision. You have to build the people around you, the team to do it or the systems or whatever it is. I hope you are loving this conversation with Bridget. I know we aren't talking specifically in today's episode about gut health, but honestly, I wanted to loop you in a little bit more about her company, Gut Personal, because I've been friends with Bridget for a while now, as you can tell in the episode, but I actually started using gut personal supplements a few months before my husband seen it and I got married. It was really crazy. I was getting these rashes on my neck and my back and under my armpits, and I was freaking out because I had one of those really low back wedding dresses. And I reached out to Bridget and we figured out a personalized gut health plan for me. And I used gut personal supplements and I fixed it. And after that, I fell in love with these products and I started using their magnesium and I started using their soother in my smoothies. And I just realized like how good I could feel because again, we're not talking a lot about gut health in this episode, but we do talk about how important it is to not normalize feeling like crap, like things like digestion problems and, you know, issues with skin and your poops and bloating, those things that we normalize in our culture, they're not normal. But when you have symptoms that are going on like that, sometimes if you just think that that's just how it has to be, you don't do anything about it. Or if you have a lot of symptoms, it can feel really overwhelming, like how I felt before the wedding where I was freaking the F out. But instead of guessing what you might need or wasting a ton of money on stuff that's not even working for you, Gut Personal is all about helping you customize your supplements and doing it for you in a really convenient way. And what's cool is on their website, they actually have a quiz that you can take that can help give you personalized recommendations of like where to start based off of the symptoms that you might be experiencing. And then they're going to give you some information to help support you so you can get to the root cause. So we're not just putting Band-Aid solutions on things. And I just love what this company is about. Obviously, I love Bridget as the founder. But what's cool is as a listener of the show, if you head to gutpersonal.com slash Kasia, K-A-C-I-A, you can take their quiz and Code Kasia will also get you a sweet discount on all of their products. So go check them out if you're having any weird issues. And honestly, like everybody needs magnesium. So at least go get the magnesium girl and let me know if you have any questions. And without further ado, let's dive back into the show. So important for people to hear because how often, especially as women, I know people listening in will resonate with this, where you put your head on your pillow at night 
to go to bed and you think about all of the things you didn't get done and you're literally digging at your own confidence. But like the, the message that you have that you and I share so deeply is like, it is your job to believe in you. And it is your job to build up tiny little opportunities to build confidence. And I think sometimes people write off even just like our personality of like this optimism and this lens of lens of celebrating that it's like the tiny little milestones are important to celebrate, not just for the sake of like, it sounds cool, but because you're literally giving yourself dopamine hits and proof that you Mm -hmm. follow through on the things that you said that you're going to do because when you've got confidence there and then to your point, you create the space where you can start to think and actually allow your mind to even drift off to what is actually aligned for me, not what somebody else Mm -hmm. said my goal should be because there are a lot of women listening into this that they have a goal that if they were to ask themselves and, and to you listening into this, I want you to think about this. Like, is the goal that you have in your life right now your goal or is it what someone told you you should want because of your experience level, because of the stage in your business, because of your tenure in your business, because someone that you admire had that goal so you think you should want that too? Mm. Because the other thing that we've been talking a lot about, you and I just like over text and when we're chatting is like, I've been really intentional right now in this season of my life is I'm looking for women that are building businesses that are also raising tiny humans. Because although mm-hmm. we can learn from everyone, we, I mean, Chris Harder, one of our closest friends and mentors, a guy, right? But like there is Mm -hmm. something about you taking responsibility for not just building confidence and creating the space to let yourself dream and manifest, but also to intentionally surround yourself with people that are in the stage of life that you're in with the unapologetic desires that you have. Because it's not that I can't learn from women who don't want to be moms. Of course you can. But I've been asking you literally like every week, I'm like, Bridget, how are you feeling one week postpartum? Tell me how you're feeling about your business. Tell me how, you, how your vagina is doing. What's going on with your boobs? Because I'm like, I just want to know. And I feel like we have to then have those people to reach out to that we can connect with that are in the same season of life. And sometimes that changes. So I want to yeah. talk about that too, because even the idea of saying, you know, back 130 million and now 300 million, it's like, How do you find, like, how have you personally found expanders in your life and how do you nurture that so your mindset can keep thinking so unapologetically about like these big, big visions that, you know, like gut personal is crushing it, but like you're far from selling it for 300 million. And I think there's a lot of times that we get caught up with that distance between where we are now and where we want to go. And we can label that space as like overwhelming or intimidating or create this story around it. But like, you're doing a really good job of like tapping back in to say like, yep, it's possible. Don't know how detaching from the timeline. How do you mentally do that? And what are some like resources or even people that have been helpful for you? And how do you find those people? <laughs> yeah. All these questions. Well, I mean, in the- Bridget. <laughs> I will tell you it all. Um, I, I think how I've used expanders in the past is different how I'm using them now. You know, I've evolved as a human. I'm in my 30s now. And, you know, when I was first starting my business, when I was looking at people on Instagram, you know, it's looking at people and saying, oh, she can do that. I can do that too, which is exactly how I'm using them now. But now it's kind of less of an attachment to their goal, right? Like my first biggest expander was my friend Jess, who then became my business coach. She made her first million in 18 months. And when I started my business and I was having a lot of success, I was like, oh, I want to do that too. So my goal became my first million in 18 months. Well, I did it in 16. Like, hell yeah. yeah. I was so proud of myself. And I do believe that, you know, in the beginning of starting something, like having these really like hard and fast goals are helpful because it made me take a lot of action and it made me get through a lot of bullshit fast. Mm -hmm, You know what I mean? So like I was working through a lot of limiting beliefs. I was hiring a team probably, you know, before I was really ready because I had this goal. So it really served me. But now how I'm using expanders is like, I look at Sarah Blakely And I do say if she can sell her business for what what was it, a billion or something, if she can, I can do it too, but not saying I want to do her exact goal. You know, I want to shoot for her exact thing. It's like, who was she in the process? To me, when I look at her, she's pretty damn heart centered. She has a great relationship with her husband. She's down to earth still. She gave back to her team in a really good way. She has four freaking kids. 
And so when I look at her, it's not just, oh, I want to sell for a billion, like that end goal. It's who do I want to be in that journey of becoming her and and doing the damn yes. thing? Gosh, that's so good for people to hear because I do think sometimes we forget it really actually is about the person that you are in pursuit of where you want to go. Because, you know, we talk on this podcast yeah. often, and you know, for me personally, like the fragility of life is like such a driver for me after losing two friends at age 30. And obviously Cena losing his dad last year that like our, if our days are numbered here and we don't know the count, you can have all of these big dreams that I think help you expand and grow into this person to become the person that can accomplish that dream. But if you don't love like getting to put your head on your pillow at night and say goodnight to your significant other, or you don't feel like you get to enjoy moments, whether it is with your kids or with your girlfriends or whatever, then like, what's the point of it all anyways? Because I don't want, just like you don't want to get where we want to go, look back at the path that you took towards getting there and feel like it wasn't worth it. Because to your point originally, what like gut personal is all about is like helping women feel as good as they deserve to feel. Like it's your birthright to feel good. We can't normalize feeling like shit all the time, but we also can't normalize our mental health feeling like shit. We can't normalize mediocre marriages and mediocre girl friendships and like all of this stuff. We can't make this seem normal, which is why I even like want to talk about this on this podcast is like, this is not, it's not okay to make these things normal, right? Like from a health perspective, let's go there first. People think that it's okay and it's normal to feel like crap, to have low energy all of the time, to like have weird poops, to have skin issues, to have like just feeling like they can't even like chase their dreams because we can talk all about dreams, but if you don't feel good in your own body, good luck. Like health is the, yeah. right? like health is the most important foundation. So like, where does that like fire come from in you? And like to the woman listening in who does feel like crap right now, like, can we just like tell her to prioritize this? Like give her your Bridgetisms on this. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, one of my like core beliefs is that we all deserve to feel amazing. Yeah. And I think if I didn't have that core belief, you know, when I was burning out a year and a half ago, I wouldn't have went back to focus on my health. You know, I've healed myself a decade ago. I literally, you guys can go back to our other podcast, but like I had bloating, I was constipated. I had migraines. I was on like five different medications for thyroid and all of these things. And I had this like burning belief within myself that I wasn't getting the right answers. And I had a mom who showed me worthiness of feeling really good and worthiness of getting the answers that I believed were to be true. And I wasn't getting those. And that's why I am a functional medicine dietitian. And that's why I started my first business and now got personal. But what I see so many women and especially moms, especially moms, this is literally why like I've coined this term, like back burner mom who puts herself on the back burner, literally in the gut personal DMs will have these moms and I love them to freaking death and I want to shake them because they'll be asking about their kids and I'll say, but what about you? You know, your kids, of course, rely on us for so many things. If you're not healthy, one, that affects how you feel about yourself. It also affects your mental health. Your serotonin, your feel good hormone is made in your gut. And I get so passionate about this because damn, if you just took magnesium at (laughs) night, you would sleep so much better. And damn, if you just fixed your gut and took like three months to focus on that, then shit, you could do all of these things. And it's hard to even put into words because you and I are so we do feel so good in our bodies, even while pregnant, yeah. which is so normalized to not feel well in our body. Um, and postpartum, like, I mean, I feel pretty freaking amazing postpartum. Yeah. It's because I've worked on my health for right. years. But it's it's just so normalized in our society to feel like yeah. crap um, and to be sitting at a table at dinner with our girlfriends complaining how bloated yeah. we are. Like that's just such a normal thing. And I think why people look up to you and why people look up to me is because we don't tolerate that yeah. shit. You know what I mean? We don't tolerate feeling like crap. Mm-hmm. We also don't tolerate female friendships that are complaining all yeah. the time or, or mediocre um, marriages or or yes. not being unapologetic about our big dreams because I do think like yeah. one thing that has always been a fuel source for me, and I know you can relate to this and some women that are listening in right now can relate to this too, is like, I just like, 
it's a problem that people don't feel like they can be fully expressed versions of themselves. It's a problem that we yeah. don't feel like we can celebrate ourselves. It's a problem that we can't we we create this narrative that we can't be unapologetic about what we want because we are so f- fearful yeah. of what is the norm. And like, you know, even like during this pregnancy just like being fully transparent, it's like I have had this like this thing that's come up in my head where when I feel really good and I'm super excited and I'm like, gosh, I'm just so grateful and I feel like high energy even though I'm pregnant. I've had this like little thing in the back of my head that I have to catch in real time where it's like it's good for me to show that because we can't be which yeah. we, what we can't see. And like, yes, although it's normalized to feel like crap and like, you know, that, that is a very real experience. Like I, my heart really does go out to people that have really tough pregnancies. There are people that like puke their entire pregnancy. And I'm like, oh my God, girl, like my, like my heart goes out to you. But like, we have to have examples of women that are also like, you know what? This Mm -hmm. is pretty freaking awesome. I'm growing a little penis while we're talking, you know, like it's pretty cool. (laughs) And and like what a gift that is, but like, it's hard. And and, and if we don't have people that are willing to be bold about it and selling their companies or growing their businesses. So how did you, navigate this like and I don't know if this is personal to you but if you didn't deal with this personally what would you say to someone who is dealing with this where they've got this fear in their head of if I go chase this I'm gonna leave so and so behind Sarah from third grade my girlfriends from high school whatever like if I go chase this big dream they're not gonna understand me like what would you say to that woman who wants to go chase that thing but she really keeps getting herself like blocked and wanting to play smaller because she's fearful of quote unquote, leaving someone behind. Well, I think it's the acceptance that you are going to leave people behind. And do you want to stay in their smallness or do you want to live in your bigness? Mm -hmm. Like that's something really real that you got to decide probably before you go try to hit your goal. Because if you have Sally from eighth grade that you're thinking about when you're popping onto Instagram and talking about your business Mm – then that energy is going to come through or it's going to prohibit you from taking action in the things that you really need to take action on. Mm -hmm. And honestly, Keisha, I've had this with my husband. Like we have a really great marriage and I love, I'm obsessed with him. And you are so actually good at sharing how obsessed with Sina you are. (laughs) Um, my husband is very private. So like, sometimes I put that shit up and he's like, can, yeah, he's like, can you not post everything that I cook? You know what I mean? He's a, he's a chef and he's literally incredible. But, um, like I've, I have held back from even talking to girlfriends about that. Or, you know, before we recorded this podcast, I was at a breastfeeding support group. None of those other women we're entrepreneurs. And I kind of realized after these four weeks of going to this breastfeeding support group, it's literally where we all sit around and have our tits out and (laughs) weigh the babies. And it was fun. But then today I realized like, oh, this served me for the first four weeks. And now I'm really excited to talk about this podcast I'm about to be on, or I'm really excited to talk about um, growing my team. And while this mom group served me for the first four weeks postpartum, I I needed to realize like, oh, that served its purpose and now I'm ready to move on. And there are going to be friends that we have like that. You know what I mean? Like I have friends in my life right now who I'm kind of outgrowing. You know what I mean? And it's not because they're staying small. Maybe it's just we're kind of going in two different directions and we're having different conversations. And the conversations that I want to have are are different than the conversations I wanted to have six months ago or a year ago. And it's about choosing ourselves, right? Like choosing our goals that they're more important than those people, than those friends that we've had. And that's not like that they're bad people. It's that we have to like care and prioritize our life over how they want to live theirs. And I think it's like, you can still have so much gratitude and love and respect and admiration for people that are in a different season where like, I'm noticing now, even my relationships with friends that have gone through pregnancy before, right. Where it's like friends that haven't, I'm not, maybe I'm not asking them a ton of questions about like what's going on because they haven't gone through that yet. And maybe, and this season when I wasn't pregnant, I'm not asking those girlfriends about the things that I'm curious about now. And I think we we have a lot of language around like the dating world of say you're dating 
a guy or a girl or whatever, right? And you break up with that person. And it's like, oh, why did you guys break up? It's like, oh, we just weren't going the same direction. Or like, you know, I don't know, like they're great, yeah. but like they're just not my person. And it's so normal in dating, but with like female friendships, it can feel like, well, why aren't you guys close anymore? It's like, oh, we're just going different directions. There's literally like nothing wrong. We just don't, we're not doing right. that. But it it feels like it needs to be this weird thing with friendships when I love the intentionality that you preach and practice of like, it is our responsibility to make sure that we're getting people and we're in integrating into communities of people that look like the direction of where we're headed that also want to have the same types of conversations with us. And it's not any disrespect to yeah. someone who is in a different season of life than you, but we have to like, we yeah. really have to talk about this more because I think a lot of the guilt, especially as women, we're so socialized to like care what everyone thinks and like be a little good girl mm -hmm. and like worry about everybody else. But it's like, you still have to like, you're the person you're going to spend every single second with every single day. So like, it's your job to figure out who you're going to have infusing their ideas into your head and what conversations you want to have, you know? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Absolutely. Golly. This, I mean, this is so important because it really like shapes how you feel, right? Mm -hmm. I, I want people to hear this conversation and also know that you or I are not perfect oh, in gosh, this. No. <laughs> Again, right? Like we are aware though. Yes. We've done the work to be aware when something in real time is not feeling right or we're going down a rabbit hole we don't want to go down. I literally um, broke up with a girlfriend and it was like a legit breakup. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Broke up with a girlfriend last year who was wasn't serving me in our life, in my life and, um, saw her this past weekend on Instagram with another friend. And while I know we are not going in the same direction in life, my brain went back to like, but should, could we be friends? And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. I remember how low I would feel during our conversations, yeah. but there was this very human part of me that did love aspects of cooking dinner together. And, you know, pr probably that's the biggest yeah. thing that I loved yeah. about our relationship. You know what I mean? So I don't want people to hear this and think that we aren't human. Oh you know what I mean? Yeah. Like we have these things where we, Yes, are preaching having the right conversations, but we all are, are also very discerning, yep. right? And we're like, whoa, that doesn't feel good in my yes. body, right? Like for me, it's like it doesn't feel good in my mm -hmm. gut, right? Like if I'm having a conversation with someone and they're putting themselves down or someone else down or they're putting or they're dampening my light, mm -hmm. right? Which I allow them to yeah. do, must allow them to do it. Um, then we have to tune into that. And it might be a day later. It might be an hour later. But because we're so tuned into how we feel, we can move through it quicker. Exactly. It doesn't mean it doesn't happen to us, of right? Of course. And that's why, I mean, even like the whole like come with me premise of Empower Her is like figuring yeah. this out as you go and having these transparent conversations in real time. Because like even for me, like in my marriage, I want to have an exceptional marriage and I want to be a really great example to our son of like how we model that. Cause I didn't grow up seeing that mm -hmm. and neither did my husband see that. Right. Mm -hmm. So that is a, such a huge driver for me, but that means, okay, what do I need to do to make sure that we have an exceptional marriage? Well, we have to have certain standards of like, we are not close friends with other couples where they talk negatively about each other right? Because we can't, because naturally yeah. by osmosis, you become like that. So if you're surrounding yourself with girlfriends who are constantly like putting themselves down or normalizing, feeling like crap, it's like you have to have people in your circle that are like, that are looking like the direction of where you're headed, but also model mm -hmm. the example that you want to set too, because you are going to become a byproduct of those expectations of your peer group. And I think what's, what is cool about this conversation is like, it's not about being perfect. It's like, there's so many times that I do something where I'm like, I did not handle that the right way. Or I'm like, oh my God, that, <laughs> I need like, you know, I came to you early, like when I was having some anxiety about even just like, how am I going to build a business and chase all these big dreams when I had, like, I was having pregnancy anxiety, not postpartum, but actually mm -hmm. pregnancy. And I was like, I need to find a mastermind with women that have mm -hmm. young kids because I don't have enough of those people around me in person that I need that in person. I was like, I, I felt the problem. I felt it viscerally how you do in your body. A lot of women can connect with that too, of that, that very gut feeling of like, oh gosh, I need to solve this problem. And now it's like, 
what action can I take in the next 24 hours to move the needle forward? And I was like, I just need to identify yes. something that could help be helpful for me. Okay. I need to bring some women on my podcast that are new moms that are building businesses because if I'm feeling this way, maybe other people are too. So it's not about perfection or having all the answers, but it's like, mm-hmm. what's that one quick step? And for you, even with this breastfeeding group, it's like, apply this to anyone listening and apply this to any aspect of your life where like, it could absolutely serve you and you could be so grateful for it. This is how I felt leaving network marketing. I was so grateful for it. But then it became mm-hmm. a time where I was like, this is no longer serving me. I have to pivot. I owe it to myself. And I owe it to the example that I want to set in the world of someone who's living an aligned life that I need to get my best energy. I need to go do something else. And for you, it's like, that's a small example with the breastfeeding group, but it really is where it's like, okay, this served me. I'm so grateful, but now I'm moving on to something else. And we have yeah. to know that. Yeah. And I I remember you and I having a conversation where you were like, I plan my day and like my podcast recordings after I work yeah. out because I'm so amped, <laughs> right? And I loved that because – and I bring it up because it's just a snippet of like how intentional you can be with your life, mm-hmm. right? It's like down to the small things because then those trickle into the big things. If like – if you are intentional about making sure you have really great energy for recording your podcast, here's how you yeah. do it. Then you're going to say, okay, um, with the big stuff, how intentional can right. I be? So I don't know. I just, I always think about that and from you because, well, yeah, because like, I'm going to be exactly, starting one. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So this is very exciting. So what I want to talk about real quick is number one, what's going on with gut personal? Tell us all the things that you're excited about right now. And the fact that you are going to start a podcast, which has been on your heart for a while. And now this is like definitely the right time in your life to do this. Tell us, tell us that. And then obviously everyone that's listening into this will get to see you in real life when you're on the women in business panel at Empower Her Live talking about all these juicy things and you and got personal, have a booth there. And like, this is going to be amazing. So what's going on with got personal, fill us in on that and then your podcast. So I am so excited. Uh, because we're getting back into events, like events and like community are like, oh my God, how I want to grow gut personal. Like, oh, it just lights me up so much. So like to be at Empower Her Live, like last year we were there, it lit me up so much. And I think this past April, like when I was four or five months pregnant, we had like eight events in one month Mm -hmm. and it was like the best time of my life. And then your podcast. My podcast. So I'm starting the Magnetic Millennial Podcast. Oh, I'm so excited. I don't even think I told you the name. Um, but anyways, I'm so excited about that. So it'll launch in September. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm just really excited to like share the things that I want to share about. Like I'm really unapologetic about money and I love sharing numbers because that's really helped me yep. grow. So and I'm I'm gonna love sharing like being a mom and in just this like cultivation of what my life's going to be and also bring on my favorite humans. And I am so excited about all of the amazing things coming and I can't wait to have Lily. She'll be our youngest, probably little guest at Empower Her Live, which is so yes! Oh my God. And I truly think, you know, it's been a fuel source for both of us for many years and a lot of women yeah. listening in to just be that example of telling our kids or our future kids that they can do anything that they want and them getting to look at us as the example of like, I know I can, mom, I watched you. And like, you're doing that in real time. So I'm so excited to have you guys there. I'm so excited about all the things coming up with gut personal and we'll plug the last episode for people that want more like gut health talk. It was such a great episode. So many people resonated with. So I'll plug that in the show notes for people to check out. And I can't wait for all that is to come. I love you so much, Bridget. Thank you, girl. I love you. you so much for listening in. If you love this episode, it would mean so much to me if you shared it with a girlfriend, like send it to her right now or post it on social media and tag me so I can personally thank you for helping me get the message out. I am so freaking grateful to be on this journey with you, girl. So until next time, I'll talk to you soon.